BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a blessed day thus far. It is the latter half of the week. Speaking of blessings, here's one of mine, Jackie L. That's so sweet. You know, just how to butter me up considering what you've done i've done nothing i i no, you've done nothing like what what you've done is technically standard procedure here at the toast sometimes when one is traveling we have to record the night before which is not a big deal we did a few times last week i just am broken this evening i've been broken down and when you we were not sure if we were going to record at night or in the morning i was you know just hoping it would be the morning and then you said it would have to be tonight and it just wasn't an ideal situation for me. Now, of course, you have to do what you have to do, and we have to do what we have to do. And I will give this show everything that I have. Jackie, just know I'm suffering. Oh, you are. You want to know why? Um, I think I know, but I'm sure you want to let everyone know why. No, you don't even know. This is like a new update in my life. Oh. I ordered room service. I got a sandwich. It came with chips. Now, I know you think that's like an acceptable substitute for french fries, but I'm just here to tell you it's not. No, I'm here to tell you that it is. And we were kind of talking about my suffering. No, but I just wanted to let you know <laughs> you're not alone in your suffering. Like, I'm here with no, you too. I just, I'm suffering too. I kind of feel like you just monopolized on my suffering. I was taking a moment to complain about myself. You know, just I was feeling like sharing my unhappiness and you kind of took that from me well I was more so just trying to relate to you on like a suffering level yeah yeah I don't see chips as sufferance but you're so wrong about that girl like you're so wrong no you're so wrong especially for a sandwich a sandwich is arguably better with chips (gasps) oh my god that's such a lie that's so not true no it's not no, it's not. Like a fry is is always good. I'll never turn one down. I would literally have fries with pasta. <laughs> but for a sandwich? No. I'm s- team I'm team chip. Was it a kettle chip? Let me show you. I, I didn't even eat Was one. Was it a ridge? It looks like, you know, homemade. I really It has a little bit of personality. Yeah, and I don't really like chips like period, especially from a restaurant. From a bag totally different. Like love a chip for a snack. But a restaurant serving chips, it's like come on. Do more. Well, I don't feel sorry for you for that. But I know you've had a long travel day. Um I know some things didn't go your way this evening. I don't so want to. I don't those... want to spoil it because I'm vlogging. But my flight here was crazy. I'm not going to spoil it though. Okay, great. I'm excited to watch your vlog. We're just kind of loving the adventures of Turdy Lou. I know, and like so far, the vlog has literally just been me. Margot hasn't landed here in Dallas yet. It's like 8 p.m. She doesn't land for a little bit. She flew after work, so it's kind of just been the adventures of like Turdy being lonely and like eating her way through the airport and Frisco. The adventures of Turdy lonely. Turdy Lonely. Rebrand. Turdy Lonesome. Well, I don't know if you know this, but usually your vlogs are mostly you. So we're used to that. Like even Nashville, we got a whole lot of Turdy. No, I think there were like other people in the vlog. I think there were lots of other like supplemental characters. Of course, it's it's our Patreon. Like who should be the star? Abe? I maybe, honestly, because of the prank call. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know... Really quick update from our show that aired on Wednesday. I did get in contact with one of my teachers. I totally forgot to tell you. She texted me. The, I, the one you were hoping to get in contact with? No, but a welcomed a welcomed contact nonetheless. And it was so nice to be reconnected. So you know what? 
it's all good also someone did comment on one of our various media images from Wednesday's episode that they know Miss Scheinbein that she was her teacher in Israel <gasps> and she's got the hookup oh my god she can connect me with Miss Scheinbein yeah oh I, I didn't see that comment or else I would have literally responded immediately yeah, no, I was in the comments because yesterday's episode was just so funny. I just wanted to see if everyone was so chuckling funny. along. So honestly, I think some of our best work. And we just rolled into the office. No, like, but it wasn't. I don't even know if it was our best work because sometimes our funniness is like really smart funny and just like on point. on point. And I wouldn't say it was like on point. It was just hist- like ridiculous. Unhinged. Yeah, no, I don't think it would be our most on point comedy ever. Like it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Like a state of it the union. It wasn't on point comedy. We it were just, just having like a good time. Sisterly, like unhingedness. Sisterly nonsense. Sisterly nonsense. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping you know to go round two with with Jackie O and Dirty. You might get some sisterly nonsense because when we have the sisters after dark, it's always a different flavor. Yeah, that's so true. Nighttime recordings. We are get exhausted. A little... We are exhausted sisters. I'm a very, I think, patient person. And I do think, like, my patience is running low tonight. Mm. So who knows what we'll get. Was Roldy, I don't like, know if was that, Roldy acting out? No, no, he was great. I don't know. I Well, I did cook dinner, so I was on my feet for a while. And I guess that that wasn't the best idea, knowing I had to podcast. But I just, today, drained me, Turdy. Uh, Marlo, that's all you had to say. Listen, you're pregnant. Like, you're allowed to be tired. Like, yeah, give yourself like, some grace. A, a lot of walking, the cooking. Like, I just... At 8 o'clock, I just kind of am, like, done for the day. And, and then here me. comes Turdy. Hey, girl, we actually have to podcast tonight. Yeah, but I'm all set up, and I, my complaining is is done. I'm going to oh. close the book. I'm okay, so officially it's over? We can't complain anymore. I'm not going to complain, but I do – I'm still, like, feeling the way that I feel, so I just feel like Turdy's not going to get away with her typical turdiness. By the way, that's how I felt yesterday. Remember, I told you I was, like, feeling down at the beginning of yesterday's episode. and Not yesterday, sorry, Tuesday. And the toast has healing restorative properties, and by the end of it, I was feeling great. So maybe that'll happen to you. Maybe you'll get a second win. Maybe you'll go for a run or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, no, maybe I'll be, like, well enough to read after this. Oh, you know, I'm reading my book for book club. The one that Margot says is, like, literally, I love this book so much. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I love this book, la, la, la. And me and Margo are like, it. you know it. You know which one I'm talking about. I don't even have to say yeah. the title, right? It's Things in Which We Left in the Mailbox. <laughs> it's called Things We Leave Unfinished, and there is a mailbox on the cover. And so my book club chose it for their book club because Margo's saying such high praises. And me and Margo have really similar tastes in, book, in books. And she was like, you have to read it. You have to read it. And I can't wait till she gets here because I have to tell her how I'm fucking hating this book. Like, with my entire soul. Like, it was making me angry on the plane that I had to read this book. I don't know how I'm going to break it to counts. I think she's going to be so devastated. And I'm 40% in. It's not nothing. Like, oh my God, it's just insufferably slow. Well, definitely vlog you telling her. Oh, good idea. Do like a hidden camera. <gasps> You're on candy camera. <laughs> we can get to see the real counts. Oh my God, watch. She like slaps me. I feel like people don't know the real counts. Do you feel like they know her? That's actually a really good question. Like, And I don't think it's because she like obfuscates and, and puts out a version of herself that she's not. But I just feel like it's so hard to peel away the layers and get to know the real counts that it's actually impossible for people who haven't known her for 26 years to be able to. I also think she's extremely dynamic. Like I don't even know if I could pinpoint who the real Satch is, you know? like Do she, we even know the real Counts? I don't know. I don't, like, there's so many different versions of her, and she's still very young. She's coming into her own. Maybe she doesn't even know the real Counts. Interesting. Yeah. I think there's, like, a couple different versions of her and that we know them all, but, like, I wonder which one is the real her. It's like Kylie, you know? I feel like Kylie went through a period like that when they were filming Kardashians. It was just, who is, hashtag, who is Kylie Jenner? Maybe when you're vlogging, you could ask Margot. Be like, by the way, I just have a question for you. Who's the real counts? No, yeah, she worked a nine-to-five, got on a four-hour flight, and then is going to come to the hotel and be like, shut the fuck up, you annoying, ugly bitch. Sit her down like it's a confessional on Love is Blind, like on the bed. Yeah. And say, people want to know, who's the real counts? Like, is she really that sweet little sis who just warms the heart? Or is she like that big, scary, cool girl? Fiery. Who we're scared of. Fiery. Who we're scared of. Who we're scared of. Yeah. Who, which sister would you say you're most afraid of? 
You. I would say you too. I think that's good. Maybe it's because we work together, so there's like an added level. No, I mean, yes, sure, whatever. Like, but no, it's you for sure. Why? I, you know what? Maybe I don't want to know. Like, am I going to be You're hurt just... by your response? No. No, I don't think you would be hurt, but I don't know if I could put it to words. When we were growing up, we were all afraid of Olivia, but like as we should have been, she was like the scary older one and she held all the power because she was always in charge. But I also feel like we're all weirdly scared of Margot now. Yeah, because we just want her to love and accept us. <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually feel like the argue like we are all in some way scared of Olivia. We're all in yeah. some way scared of you. Uh, okay. I think you guys. I feel like the intonation on all like was a little <laughs> unnecessary, fucking bitch. I think we're all scared of Turney. Yeah. I think you guys would say like you're all scared of me. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> and we are all scared of Margot. I think that's good because fear really does equal respect. No. Yeah. You need a healthy combo of fear and love. It's all about striking the right balance, which I think that we've struck. Yeah. Also, I was. I feel like I was having this conversation with my like high school friends recently. How like we all grew up like afraid of our parents and how like we're actually grateful for that now. And yeah. it, it sounds crazy. Like you're afraid of your parents. No, but there was like a level of authority and, and fear. Like the same way you never want to be sent to the principal's office. Like that's a good thing. It keeps you in check. It needs to mean something. Right. Like that level of authority. Yeah. Just a conversation no, I was having with my friends that I decided to share. Yeah, no, I don't think that is a hot take. Like, I think that that is good parenting to have both fear, instill fear and love in your right, children. Right, 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 Because fear really At does. Least in my experience. Most of the time, like, equal respect eventually. Yeah. 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 You can't have all fear. No, you also can't, no. You can't have love without fear either. Otherwise, so you're just to walk all over you. Do you think you, are you ever afraid of your husband? I sometimes am. Not your husband, mine. <laughs> I'm trying. Like I don't. Because like I I guess, but like more so in the way of like my imagination, like not anything that has actually happened, but like what I think could oh, happen. See, mine is like because Ben. You know, I get away with a lot with Ben. Like I'm always like being annoying, whatever. You're and worried he's gonna snap. No, no, no. Sometimes he does. Like, sometimes I take shit too far, and then I get really afraid because it's like, it took this man a lot to get to this point. Like, I've officially taken it too far, and then I'm afraid of him because, like, he has all the power, you know? Yeah. But it's because he does something that made you afraid, or... No, no. Um, just because, like, I guess, yeah, it's like imagination. It's imagination. Like, is this man about to fucking snap? No, but, like, and I'm sure our husbands would have the same answer. Like, are they afraid of us? Absolutely. Like, they should be. Absolutely, they're afraid of us. They absolutely should be. But I actually don't think like you should be afraid of your husband. No, no, me neither. Because like, gender but I do roles think husbands husbands should be afraid of their wives. Gender roles are real, and like that's why I'm personally not for like gender equality because I would like my husband to be afraid of me, and I don't want to be afraid of my husband. Hundred percent. And that's just pretty 100%. much my thesis on gender studies. And I think you've nailed the course, Turdy Lou. Do you think they'd ever let me teach a class on gender studies in any sort of accredited university? Maybe clown college, but. <laughs> um, do I feel like clowns are actually genderless? That's like an amazing point. <laughs> they all wear the same kind of wig. They all wear the same makeup. And they wear the same We're, outfits. They're like these silhouetteless jumpsuits. Yeah, it's not like like the girl clowns wear a dress and the boy clowns wear a pant. No, because you're 100% right. Clowns are genderless. So you, actually, you couldn't teach there either. I couldn't teach at clown college. Clowns but, are genderless. Like I, this duh. is a crazy revelation <laughs> for me. Yeah. Oh my god. So you learn something new every day when you listen to the toast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we should dive in, correct? Because we have five stories. We do have five stories. So one, two, three, four, five. five right? Yeah. It, they, it's one less than six, but one more than four. One less than six. Oh, so five. <laughs> oh yeah, my God. You could say five if, like, you really wanted to, if you needed to put a number to it. Right. Like, if, I, if we're putting labels on things, like, it would be five. <laughs> if we're putting labels on things, it would be the fast five. Oh, now they're fast. Oh, Okay. Yeah, they actually are pretty fast. They're fast not like crazy substantial? No, no, but I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I like it a lot. 
You didn't give me enough time between yesterday's show and today's show. I know, I know. For I more apologize. stories to have for to Hopefully, story. like nothing crazy happens tonight that like by the time our episode like would have come out tomorrow, like we could have done like an hour long episode, like Kim Kardashian gets secret secretly eloped or something, you know? You know what? That never happens. Yeah. Um it just it doesn't. The only thing we're missing out on is not being able to recap Vanderpump Rules. Mm, sorry, guys. I, I I take this one on the chin. Like I'm just booked and busy, and I'm so grateful to be so booked and busy. And and I'm sorry. Next week is the finale, so we'll have our recap then. And oh wow! I'm excited. Yeah. Also, so random. I saw Lala did like another episode of her podcast. You know, bombshells. Mm-hmm. But one of the bombshells that she spoke that came out was that they actually have edited the final episodes of this season. Unlike Andy said. Yeah, what I heard when I said that last week was that Andy maintained that they hadn't edited the next episode of Vanderpump Rules, like right after Scandal broke, but they edited the season. Mm. So, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Whatever. Semantics. So now, without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And I'm jazzed because today's lead sponsor, Skims. I'm wearing Skims right now. Jackie, you I too am wearing Skims right now. So from Skims. From the Fits Everybody collection, the bralette. Same. Me too. So Skims is the solution-oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear, loungewear, and shapewear for everybody. So we've been wearing Skims for many years because Jackie and I are breast experts. We're breast experts. We're looking for bras, all different types of bras. Personally, right now, I'm wearing what Ben likes to call my relaxation bra, but I need, you know t-shirt bras I need everyday bras and I have to say the fits everybody collection of underwear form-fitting essentials all of it is so fabulous they're really size inclusive they go from extra extra small to 4x they're offered in nine core colorways and limited edition seasonal colors I have so many of the the relaxation bras that I like are the racerback bralette that's what I'm wearing right now I also love the t-shirt bra like I have boob problems I know Jackie like all different phases of your boobs of the last two years like you've turned to skims for help is that correct Yes, I have. Right now, I'm in my size large fits every bralette, fits everybody bralette era because it's like my comfort bra, but also like my bra when I'm wearing a sweatshirt and I don't want to be wearing something with a clasp. But their bralettes are the best strapless bras, period. Mm-hmm. Like there is a bra for every breast. Believe the hype. This collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims fits everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. That is all at skims, S-K-I-M-S dot com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Better Sleep. We all want to feel ready to conquer our day when we wake up, but when you've got a lot in your mind, it's tough to get the rest that you need. With the Better Sleep app, you can personalize a sleep experience that calms your racing thoughts and boosts concentration. Business Insider says that Better Sleep is one of the most positively reviewed apps in the history of the App Store. So it is basically your toolkit for improved rest. They have over 200 soothing sounds and a range of smart features to help you sleep faster, deeper, and for longer. You guys know I feel like many years ago I was like very anti like sleep sounds and sleep stories, but I'm a believer now. The Better Sleep app has so many different ones. It's very personal. People like different things, different accents, different stories. You can explore audio tracks from categories like ASMR, which I love. I love listening to ASMR before bed. They have brainwaves, meditation, stories, and more. It's an award-winning app that works. It's one of the most positively reviewed apps in the App Store, and it's backed by sleep experts, and it's backed by science. High-quality rest is vital to mental well-being and physical health. Better Sleep collaborated with the world-renowned sleep specialists at Oxford University, and they are helping you achieve your best sleep. When you sleep better, you feel better. Improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download Better Sleep from the App Store or Google Play. That's Better Sleep, B-E-T-T-E-R-S-L-E-E-P, on the App Store or Google Play. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jackie. Our first story, some baby name news long awaited. The name of Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's baby boy has finally been revealed. Are you ready? Have you heard it yet? I did. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have reportedly named their baby boy RZA Athelstan Mayers, according to Daily Mail. Their son is seemingly named after the producer and rapper RZA, the leader of the Wu-Tang Clan. So I'm not sure if it's pronounced RZA or Reza, but they're all capital letters, so I'm inclined to say RZA. Oh, really? I'm inclined to, I'm inclined to say Riza, like SZA. SZA oh. is SZA. That was like my initial association, but I'm not entirely sure. This is giving That's Elon so Musk. No, I just feel like... I feel like it would be so me to say like Riza and then people would be like, Jackie, it's RZA, you know? No, of course. That's like Elon Musk. Like, 
we were like trying to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, no, a little different, but I do feel like um, I don't know. It's like very Maj Dijon. Like I'm, I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm overthinking it. I also feel like we will eventually learn like what they're calling the baby. Similar to how we found out like they were calling Elon Musk's baby X. You know? Yeah, baby or, X or Angel. Remember they were calling him Angel too. Yeah, no, they call him Baby X. Right, so maybe Baby Riz. That's, like, actually really cute. Yeah, really cute. I wonder why now they've released the name. It's just so interesting, this new trend of, like, celebrities not telling us their baby names, like, for a really long time. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just a Kardashian thing, but no. Yeah, I mean, take all the time you need. It's hard to name people. It's hard to name people. Like, maybe they're not telling us because they're having a hard time choosing. Yeah. It's also just so interesting how, like, the the genesis of, like, celebrity baby announcements. I feel like the one I remember, like, from growing up was when everybody wanted to know Angelina and uh, Angelina and Brad Pitt's baby's name. And they, like, were on the cover of People. And it was, like, Shiloh. And it was, like, the biggest deal, People magazine cover. And now they do it in, like, Instagram and, like, Instagram stories. It's just so interesting how that's, like, evolved. Yeah. I feel like the celebrity baby name that always sticks out to me is Apple. Martin. Of course. Like she broke the fucking internet with that. Yeah. She well, broke the printing press. Yeah, it was before the internet. Like I remember literally where – that's actually such a good call because I literally remember where I was when someone was like Apple and I was like, what? I was like six. I'm like, that's not a name. That's not a name. No, that's literally <laughs> what I said. No, but it's actually a really cute name. I it's know, also kind of crazy how her kids are named Apple and Moses. Very biblical. Because Moses is very traditional. And Apple is very new. Yeah, but both Moses and the Apple were in. Maybe she's just like an Old Testament girl. She does have like a Jewish lineage, Gwyneth. You think the Apple was an ode to the Garden of Eden? I mean, Eden would have been more obvious, Eden and Moses. But yeah, it still could be. Eve. Maybe their next um, baby would have been like Snake. (laughs) No. No. Yeah, I guess I never realized, like, those two names are, like, so polar opposite. Yeah. Get you a girl who can do both. But then it's just weird how, like, celebrities release baby names, and it's, like, so crazy to us. And then over time, they just become names. Like, North is a name. Yeah. That's weird. It is. But you just get used to it. Right. And then, like, if somebody else, like, in my life was like, oh, my baby's name is, like, Sam. I'm like, oh, so cute. Like, it's a name now. (laughs) Oh, so cute. No, I mean, I guess, like, if somebody I knew, like, named their baby Psalm, I'd be like, okay, that's, like, weird, but okay, go off. Even, it was just Psalm's birthday, and they were singing happy birthday to him, and in the video, like, people didn't know what to call him. Like, because I think yeah. they also call him, like, Sam. Sam. And, and, like, Sammy, or I think it's, like, Psalm, Psalmy, Sam, Sammy. And when it was, like, happy birthday, dear, Sa- everyone kind of, like, flustered it. It was, like, a restaurant where we don't know the person's name. Yeah, it was giving, like, Cold Stone Creamery energy. That's a good call. But also, I also think everybody pronounces Psalm differently. Like, you kind of say the L. I just heard it. Psalm. Psalm. But, like, I think it's Psalm. Yeah. I don't say Psalm. I don't say that word in a lot in my life. So right, I kind of just go phonetically. But I am a phonetic girl. Yeah. I guess you're right. It's I'm not, hooked on phonetics. It's not a word we use. It's a Catholic word, correct? No, it's uh it's a christian christian word i'm sorry um and is it <laughs> what does it mean it means like chapter and verse right yeah it's like a pasuk pasuk yeah okay i was thinking what like That's the old the testament translation yeah interesting yeah so i don't find myself saying it but i do feel like everybody says it differently which makes it hard to like have it as your name yeah what do you think is kim's best name or actually what do you think is the kardashians best name for the grandkids. Okay, so we have North Saint Chicago Psalm, Mason Penelope and Rain, Stormaloo, Air, Air, True, Dreamdale. Don't forget about Dream and Tristan. I mean, tr- what's his Topper? name? Topper. What did they name him? To- Topher. Topher. No, they didn't. Tristan. Tristan. No, that's the father. <laughs> What? what we just reported on it this week? What they named? Yeah, it's um, it's Topher, Topper, Tatum, Tatum. 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 I got stuck Tatum. in OBX land. You know what? Maybe Rain. 
Yeah, but you know what? It, I feel like it also depends on the nicknames. Because if we're going by nicknames, I think Shy is so cute. Mm-hmm. But just names, I actually love the name Penelope. Yeah. So I guess we would say Courtney did, uh, in our in our opinion, the most favorable. And also Mason is such a popular name now. And when she named him Mason, it was like a pretty ch- like n- new, not popular yeah. name. No, you're so right. So she's kind of ahead of her time. It's also so crazy, like when you think about the times, like there was such a long period of time in the Kardashians where Courtney was the only one who was a mom. Yeah. Because well, she got, I think she got pregnant on accident. But it was just like. Did she? Like she did not expect to be pregnant. They were not trying. Oh, I don't remember. Like, I think, remember they found out, they found out, like, Courtney and Chloe take Miami or whatever? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they weren't trying, that they, like. Oh, I guess. That doesn't mean, yeah. Because it's not like she wanted to be married or anything, so. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what was the story? Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. Oh, Rizza. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait till like, she drops it in, like, an interview or a podcast or something in terms of pronunciation. Yeah. She should do a podcast. We would love to have her. Yeah, we would. But she really should do any podcast. Like, armchair expert. Yeah. Joe Rogan. It's so many years since, like, she's really been very public. And so much has happened in her life. Yeah. I don't, like, and she hasn't been very public, like, since podcasting has been what it is. Like, we need a three-hour Rihanna interview. So true. Oh, also, I don't know if you've seen footage. Beyonce kicked off her Renaissance tour. I saw one video. She looked unreal. The outfits are the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've only seen one outfit. Rainbow? And it was gorgeous. What? Rainbow? Uh, Multicolored? Multicolored, yeah. Long sleeve, like mini dress? Yes. Same. Actually, I saw a few jumpsuits. It looks like a production. Like, it looks major. That's sick. I'm excited for everyone who's going. And everyone is like, you know, gooped and gagged because in her pre-show playlist, like while people filled in the stadiums, there was Taylor Swift. So everyone was like, what does it mean? means nothing. It means it's a good fucking song and it's going to bring the right energy to the stadium. Right. And she's like a really popular artist. And what do you play at like stadiums? You play popular music. Right. Right. Glad that we sorted that one. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? I really truly am. Andy Cohen regrets not having Meghan Markle as a Watch What Happens Live guest. Oh my God, totally. So Andy revealed he regrets not having Meghan to Watch What Happens Live during her time on Suits and before she married Prince Harry. Right, she was perfect for it. Perfect. In his recently released book, Daddy Diaries, he explained that Meghan had pitched herself as a fan of The Real Housewives of Orange County, but he had nixed her as a guest. He said, looking back at the offer... He made a huge mistake. He explained in his book that the reason he passed on her offer was that he always thought that Suits looked like some simulation of a TV show to him, like it was shot on tape and broadcast in a vacuum. Agreed. I just want to say that is like a stunning analysis like of how a lot of people who don't watch Suits and never did like perceived the show. Because it was on like USA, which is like mm-hmm. a fake ass fucking network. And like it weirdly had this cult following, but there was like nobody famous in it that's actually... So gorgeous. And I didn't realize Andy's book was out. I'm like a little annoyed that like these excerpts are coming out because I'm going to read them. But I like I, this stories like this make me want to read the book. This this is the type of shit that like is perfect for a celebrity memoir. Andy does memoirs really well. Yeah. So he said that he managed to make amends with Megan when he was one of three male guests on her podcast, Archetype. So I guess all's good there. But obviously like she's not going to the clubhouse now. No, when back not. in the day she would have. And I'm sure you know he would have between the games and the questions that they asked there would have been some funny sound bites that came from it that we could all look back on now she's probably immensely grateful that she was turned down and she would literally like I think I don't think there's actually a worse platform that she could go on because like she's very tight-lipped there's like a lot going on with her family and stuff and like Andy is just out of control and and the user and the people come on you know the zoom like ask questions directly to like it's chaos somebody who has like so much scandal like and just like chatter and gossip around them is not the right person for watch robin's live no but i think that if she did it like there would be certain things that andy would not ask about but in in exchange for her giving like a little tea and maybe if she is a fan of some housewives like they would really just focus on like her on housewives honestly i think it would be really good for her to do something like that and to do interviews that are like less stiff than some of the stuff that she typically gives us that's actually a really good point it would be definitely like a one-on-one very similar to how like jennifer lawrence it was like this big special and they just basically brought out jacks and like all these vanderpump rules people to like talk to her right right 
it wasn't even so much an interview, but more like a super fan 30 minute thing for Jennifer Lawrence. And I feel like he could easily do that with her. Yeah, it's actually like a really good call. So I don't think it's out of the question. I wonder if they have any sort of, um, actually they probably have like a decent relationship because now that I think about it, I didn't know that Andy was one of the few guests on her podcast, but there was like not a lot of, she doesn't like a lot of celebrity friends that like we see her out and about with. So she tapped Andy to come on her podcast. Like they obviously have a good relationship. That's like, now that I didn't know that, that's like kind of crazy. There was like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, Paris Hilton on the podcast and like Andy. Yeah, but I mean, you you remember like the the highlight guests but um I think there were some random guests mm. and that was he was on with three people it was him Trevor Noah and Judd Apatow oh wow um she had Candace Bushnell on she had Eliza Megan Schlesinger had Candace Bushnell had, yeah she had Eliza Schlesinger with Paris Hilton oh my god I missed like all of this she had Jenny Slate Constance Wu so it's they're not all Serena Williams no that's a good point thank you I only know about about her podcast like from what was pulled in the Daily Mail and page six and I never like went to go listen so I didn't know that there was like a such a big slate of celebs like a panel of three three guests yeah it's like two to three guests per episode interesting I didn't know that yeah but and so um really cool that he was on it but he's exactly like who should be on it he's an yeah, interesting yeah. top of his game guy oh um this actually makes me really excited for andy's book once i get through this like dense ass book i'm currently reading it is next on my list great let us know what we need to know i will let you know what you need to know uh you need to know our next story and you need to know that it's brought to you by Canva. Creating visual content is an essential part of what we do here at The Toast. But the creative process hasn't always been this easy. If you scroll onto our Instagram and see some of the things we used to like pass as graphics, you would be ashamed and mortified. But not in a while since we discovered Canva. Ben actually turned me on to Canva. He used to use it at one of his old jobs. Ever since we found Canva for Teams, it has been easy to collaborate and design with our team, which makes the whole process so much more fun and creative. So Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format. From social media posts, videos, presentations, websites. A lot of people use Canva like at their corporate jobs for presentations. We use it a lot for social media content just to make like professional looking graphics. The endless templates and premium fonts, photos, graphics, and videos add a personality and edge to our content. Canva for Teams streamlines how we use social media. We can plan, create, share social media content all directly to our channels from one place and schedule posts ahead of time, which is such a great feature. It's just Weekend, gotta go. Can't be bogged down by my Instagram flow. They enable you to take your presentations. That was a rhyme. They enable you to take your presentations. You should put that on a Canva Pro graphic. Weekends, gotta go. Can't be bogged down by my Instagram flow. Obsessed. Canva, free idea. They enable you to take your presentations to the next level, plus their remote control feature means you can virtually connect and navigate slides from any device. Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash toast. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash toast for a free 45-day extended trial, canva.me slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Real Real, the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. We finally made it to summer for all the events, beach weekends, weddings, and everything in between. Our go-to shopping destination is always therealreal.com. Jax and I are proud Real Real customers for many years. We're also proud consigners because, you know, you want to invest in things, you got to make room in your closet. You know, it's a cycle and that's how we keep the environment sustainable. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's the circle of life. You'll find everything from Gucci, Prada, Hermes, Ghani, Staud, so much more. They're all up to 90% off retail. With 10,000 plus new arrivals every single day, you are bound to find exactly what you are looking for on therealreal.com. I have gotten some gems. I've gotten some really good like everyday pieces that I would never like spend the retail price on. And then of course there are like some nice things that I've like spent more money on that I've waited a long time to get and finally found on The Real Real. It's more sustainable, it's more affordable, and it's, The Real Real is just like really trustworthy. And if you want to consign, they have a full service experience from free virtual appointments and at-home pickups to direct shipping and drop-off services. One of the easiest ways to shop or consign is through The Real Real app, so download it now. Plus visit therealreal.com, use code TOAST at checkout for 20% off. That's a lot. That's therealreal.com, code TOAST for 20% off. Terms apply, that's code T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. 
for all the links and all the codes I will save. Jackie, I can tell you're feeling much better. Aren't you? No, sometimes when I'm delirious, oh, yeah. like I sing and I also like LARP out. Like sometimes when I'm falling asleep, like I have to talk to Bruno and like as I'm falling Just asleep. you two? Um, usually Zach is there. He's not a part of it and it's like of annoying. Course for him. Not. He finds it very annoying, but I'll be like, Justin Crasson, Lassen, Masson would never t- like I just have to keep going. You also have to get that out of your system before you can actually sleep peacefully. You have to get that toxicity out of your system. No, it'll just bug you. It'll keep you up. You'll be up like thinking, why can't I sleep? And it's because I haven't LARPed. Rassen, Strassen, Masson, Crasson, Dassen, Lassen, Vassen. Strassen would never tell a lie, Sand. He would never tell a lie, Sand. And that's the damn truth. And if he did, I would cry sand. Oh my God. <laughs> I would throw myself into the sky sand. Isn't it fun? Makes me want to eat a French fry sand. <laughs> Some oh people count sheep, other people LARP. I think just you, but it's good. I think I just turned you on to something. 100%. Ben will never forgive you. Wait, do you want to hear the craziest thing I meant to tell you? Sure. I went through TSA on my way to Dallas and they like were so suspicious of my microphone. They were wiping it down and like putting it in these machines like we need to test. We need to test for explosives. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Literally, it was, I got like pulled over. Thank God I was early. It's because this show is the bomb. (gasps) (laughs) Literally. I was like, ma'am, the only thing I'm guilty of is making sick podcast content on that thing. So like, stop. She did not think I was funny. No, and she like, could tell. And I was like, it was, she was like, what is this? I'm like, <laughs> my travel mic like is really weird looking. So I'm like, it's a podcast microphone. I have a podcast. And then I was going to be like, maybe you've heard of it. It's called The Toast. But she was like, she'd not. Like, she like, no, ma'am. She didn't want to LARP like at all. She was serious about her job, which I respect. You know, security is important. But like, come on. I respect them taking it seriously. But they could have just like Googled the brand name on your microphone and m- went on with their day. No, it's just like, it's a microphone. I always feel bad when I see moms in um, security who are traveling with their breast milk mm-hmm. because they're always fucking with people's breast milk. Like they're like testing it and shit. And it's like, stop fucking touching that. No, like get your dirty fucking mitts out of there. No, literally. Like I've seen it a few times and the moms get so upset. It's like, don't fucking start with me. Do you know, like this is gold to me. And they're like opening it up. Like don't get your dirty germs in there. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're really doing a great job. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it crazy to think about that TSA is like a post 9-11 agency? Like before 9-11, like did you just waltz onto planes? I don't remember. I guess so. Or just like walk through a metal detector? We were alive, but we were young. Did you walk through like a metal detector? Like what was life like pre-9-11? I don't know. And that's why when you watch like old rom-coms, people just like run through the airport. Like that actually was possible back in the day. I don't know. It doesn't seem likely. You still need a ticket. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan are reflecting on Freaky Friday 20 years later and giving an update about a sequel. So the two co-stars reunited for an interview with the New York Times in honor of the movie's 28-year anniversary. That's nice. It is nice. They gave some really sweet... 28? 20. Oh, okay. I was like, there's no way I'm the same age as that movie. No, 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 no. It came out in 2003, directed by Mark Waters and also starring Mark Harmon, Chad Michael Murray, Harold Gould, and more. It saw mother and daughter Tess and Anna switch bodies and literally walk in each other's shoes. So Lindsay recalls, as an 11-year-old, the parent traps felt so big to me. I threw myself into everything, accents, green screens, playing two people. Mm -hmm. So I felt comfortable after that. Freaky Friday felt different because I was going through all of the faces of a 16-year-old, but playing a character who was a year younger. She said this was the era of Avril Lavigne, and punk and I wanted to experience it we did white stripes in my hair I put the colors Tracy Cunningham through hell because I took my nice red hair and just bleached it Jamie Lee Curtis recalled signing on to the role days before she got to set after another actress dropped out who who we need to know I don't know I'm gonna google it hold on she said had I had all the time in the world to prepare I don't think it would have been so good I just had to be in my body I was also newly sober and I was able to have a community within the movie work world that was a big deal for me Annette Benning. I have to Google that who that is. sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh, you know this bitch. Like, I can't tell you what she's from, but like, she's a like, classic. She's from American Beauty, Death on the Nile. 
Yeah, she would have been good too. I'm sorry. Uh, no, nobody could have done it the way Jamie Lee did. It was perfection. And honestly, her having like that pixie cut was perfect. But so does Annette. Oh, good call. Fabulous <laughs> <laughs> uh, call. No, it's just like how Rachel McAdams also could have done Devil Wears Prada. But she couldn't have. No, but she literally could have, and it would have been really great. I know that's, like, not the point of the article, but I am hyper-fixating on the fact that, like, we almost didn't get Jamie Lee Curtis in Freaky Friday. Yeah, so they also shared some of their fun memories, and I guess they've, like, stayed pretty close over the years, and they're both down for a sequel. They've been open about wanting to do a sequel, and um, nothing's happened yet, but they've been teasing that it's going to happen. You know, knowing what we know about Jamie Lee Curtis from her recent stint on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it doesn't shock me that she's, like, stayed in contact and probably, like, looked after Lindsay Lohan a little bit over the years because she really seems like such a nice lady. Yeah, I totally agree. It's not surprising. Like, just a queen who, like, looks out for her fellow woman, especially, like, a young woman in the industry. She was a young woman in the industry. You know, she started out very young. And I, I, I really, like, I... I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I never thought I'd say that, especially because she has a pixie cut, which is a haircut I'm, like, totally against. Yeah. I know. That's really big of you. I'm growing up, Jackie, right in front of your eyes. Love is blind. Next thing you know, I'm going to have a pixie cut. You know, I was listening to New Kelly Clarkson, so fucking good, and, like, she says in her song how love is blind, and she says it, like, in a negative way. Meaning? Like, love is blind. She loved him so much, like, she couldn't see him who for, for uh. who he really was. And it just got me thinking about this show. Because they came up with, like, a whole, like, concept for a show based on this idea, like, love is blind. But maybe at the end of the day, like, love is blind is, like, love being blind is not a good thing. Like, you, love like blinds you. There's different interpretations of it. And, yes, like, they're talking about, like, physical appearance, being blind to physical appearance. But what Kelly's talking about is actually, I think, more, a more profound, deep interpretation of the phrase. Like how you 100%. can become blinded to a person's faults and how they make you feel just because you just love them so much. Blinded by love. Yeah. So, like, inadvertently, Kelly just, like, took down that show. Like, um, they thought they were doing something yeah. over there, proving that love is blind as if that's some good thing. But they're just being clowns. Her Gender fluid clowns. Her power her power knows no bounds like the way she's just kind of taken down an entire <laughs> franchise and she didn't even try that wasn't even what she set out to do just like one of the many no. collaterals and all she said was love is blind she just sang the title of the show and it just oh. made me see it differently oh she didn't like explain herself no, she's like trashing him and in the middle of trashing him love is blind eternal sunshine of the spotless mind jackie's version so unkind so good that is very interesting um i just want to say like on the record while i loved freaky friday with all of my heart and i was definitely very influenced by it as a young girl i truly don't need a sequel like i'm good unless Lindsay lohan is going to put that shit back in her hair and go to the house of blues and sing you're it you're the no, but that would just make me sad then i don't want it yeah no unless it's gonna be like just a great movie that happens to be a sequel. Like, if it's about, like, Lindsay Lohan's daughter and they make the movie again and it's just, like, so with the times, good product. Like, if it is what, for these kids, what it was for us. So it's Lindsay Lohan's daughter. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis is a grandma. But then who swaps bodies? Lindsay and her daughter. And Jamie Lee tries to, like, usher them through. Mm. She is also, like, a counselor, right? I guess her job yeah, she's no, she like was a an author. Yeah, like a like an author, but she she was had just written a book. But yeah, I think she was like a psychotherapist, senescence. Right, so she should be able to shepherd those two through it. That's actually a good call, and I want to say like actually a fun fact. They say you don't learn anything from movies. I only know what the word senile and senescence means because of that movie. Because when she's reading it, she goes senescence like senile. Oh oh oh, and then she's on the talk show like talking about being old. I only know the definition of that word. I'm sure I would have learned it eventually, but I was eight when the movie came out, and that's how I knew what it was. You were eight. Yeah, because you said it's 28 years old. Yeah. No, you said it's 20, and I'm 28. That's, like, young to be watching, like, a movie. Bitch, I think about that all the time. Don't, don't I, you think? <laughs> I think about that all the time. That I And maybe I didn't see it, like, the day it came out, but I definitely saw it, like, the year it came out, because we had it on 100%. VHS. 100%. I think about that all the time, because, like, 
how much older is Olivia than me? Like four years? Three years. Okay, I guess that's like not that old. But like mm-hmm. we were, but we've always been girls who like were at the center of pop culture and like had our finger on the pulse of what was going on. And that meant watching Degrassi when we were far too young for it. Yeah. Degrassi tackled some really tough topics. But we knew that we were too young for Degrassi. I feel like so much of the stuff that we watched that like was age appropriate. Like, yeah, we watched Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday. And it's not like there's anything inappropriate about it. It's just like, we're eight. Yeah. Like, aren't you watching Barney when you're eight? (laughs) You're like in like first grade. Are you first grade when you're eight? No, I think you're like third, fourth grade. Oh. I don't fucking know. See, like I, I cannot conceptualize like kids and ages. Yeah, just like L. King's son is four when, oh, by the way, he's one and a half. He's so cute. Yeah, he's and one you, and a half. And you'd think like now in the last few years, like watching Kay grow up and like having frames of reference. Okay, before I like knew any kids personally, not being able to identify how old a particular toddler is, I guess is kind of normal. But I should know now. I'm like a very involved auntie. But all kids are different. Yeah. Some are true. tall. Some are short. Is Harry tall? He's average. No, he's not. (laughs) Don't you dare. He is so above average. That's so sweet. I'll tell him you said that. You better. I miss him so much. Come back. I am planning on it. Great. I'm not moving to Frisco. Don't worry. Even though it's a lovely town. I've heard great things. Have you been to Frisco? No. I'm sure your husband has. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's you're like outside of Dallas. Yeah, it was like really quick from the airport, honestly. Are you ready for our next story? What number is it? Four. Yeah. So it's like not the last one, but also not the middle one. So when you say four, can you just dive into that a little bit more? <laughs> Cause I'm just feeling like unclear. Yeah, no, so it would be like the one after the third. Not not quite the fifth, though. Right, so would you... It's before five, yeah? Yes, it's before five. Oh, that's a good way to, like, remember it. That's a good way to remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our next story. Imagine Dragons performs at the Netflix picket line in support of the writer's strike. Okay, I saw a meme. I knew it was fake, but it was the funniest thing. They're like, really smart idea for Netflix to send Imagine Dragons to the writer's strike so they all leave and go back to work. Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, that's not fair of you guys to subject the writers (laughs) to Imagine Dragons. And it's like, wait, when did we all decide that we don't like Imagine Dragons? I love Imagine Dragons. We didn't. It was like a funny joke, but I'm not going to subscribe. Like, Imagine Dragons is extremely talented. That guy is very hot. He's allegedly dating Minka Kelly and they have bangers. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm joking around. Like I'm not being serious. Yeah, no, like I, I just don't even know where that joke would come from. Like, no, people are acting like it's like Nickelback. Yeah, and by the way, like we could, I could have this conversation about Nickelback. Like, but, and so I just don't want, I feel like when Nickelback was kind of dragged through the mud and slandered and like defamed, mm-hmm. I was too young to stand up for them and I didn't have a platform. I didn't have a voice and I didn't yeah. know how to use it. And now that I'm of age, like I'm not going to let this happen again to a perfectly lovely band. Did you see that Louis Capaldi brought out the lead singer of Nickelback on his, he's on like a big stadium tour and sang like an acoustic version of Rockstar and like everyone was screaming the song at the top of their lungs? No, I didn't know that, and I'm not surprised. I fucking love Louis Capaldi so much. Like, you know that. I, I do. Literally, he's, like, every year one of my top artists. I just, like, I absolutely love his music. And it doesn't surprise me that he's doing king shit. No. It's, do I look surprised? No. He should have been at the coronation, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But he is currently on, like, a world tour, so that's, like, a good reason to not be. Yeah. Well, the Grammy-winning band took to the Netflix picket line on Tuesday to show its support for the writers striking in L.A. and New York. Piano player Dan Reynolds and electric guitarist Daniel Wayne Sermon um, performed Radioactive and Whatever It Takes. The musicians join a number of celebrities who have hit striking locations across both major cities to show their support, like Pete Davidson, who handed out pizzas in Brooklyn, Ted Lasso writers and stars Jason Sudeikis, Brett Goldstein and Brendan Hunt, Cynthia Nixon, Bowen Yang, and Jay Leno. love Brett Goldstein. I know. Uh, Jay Leno brought donuts to the strikers. I also love Jay Leno. You do? Yeah, I just like think he's cute. Is that weird? (laughs) That's really off brand. Is it? Because I like hate hate, like everyone in late night. Yeah, but he hasn't been in late night in like 10 years. 
but he's kind of like the king of lightning and sort of like the inventor of all these people that you hate. To me, he was like part of the last great era of like late night for a while was like peak comedy Johnny Carson. Okay, but like what about Letterman? He just slipped through the cracks as like a talentless hack. I fucking hate fucking hate Letterman. Like he's he doesn't know it. He's my nemesis. What about Johnny Carson? Hate. I mean, what he did to Joan. Yeah. Unforgivable. I don't care how funny or talented people claim he was. I don't support it. He's problematic. Cancel so Johnny Carson. So you hate Carson. everyone in late night. So you hate everyone in late night. Yeah, I guess. I guess Except I do. Except for Jay Leno. I guess I do. <laughs> I don't know. There's some, maybe it's, honestly it's because he's like chubby and cute. Like I find him endearing and very non-threatening. A hundred percent. It's the chubbiness. But what about James Corden? I do like him too. Yeah. Again. Um, no, I just like thinking about people who have like actually made me laugh and I feel like I've laughed at Jay Leno and I've laughed at James Corden and that's pretty much it. I've never laughed at Jay Leno, but I I don't think I've ever been like served Jay Leno on a platter. I think there's something there. I do. I do. Maybe this is just like, no, I think Wait, I'm does right. He, is he like on Comedians in Cars and have a good episode or something? Oh, by the way, that might be it. Yeah. That what would be a good f- reason. What the fuck happened to Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry Seinfeld Netflix show that hasn't had a, re- a season since 2019? They ran out of comedians and they ran out of cars. They definitely ran out of comedians because they were double dipping with people who like weren't that interesting. And I'm glad it like And still- they were like starting to show us cars that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've cool, seen that one. Cool Subaru. Like cool Volkswagen. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they definitely ran out of comedians, honestly. Yeah, there are people who have been on it like more than once, which is just weird. Yeah, actually, I feel like he could do another season and, and have people who have already been on because, you know, they're legends, whatever. But also there are a lot of, like, constantly new up-and-coming comedians. Like, I'd rather see Tim Dillon up there shaking that thing. Right, like Andrew Schultz. There actually is, like, a new generation of, like, podcast, Instagram, Patreon who, like, sell out huge arenas. Yeah. Yeah. Was Joe Rogan ever on it? No. Really? Yeah. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Joe Rogan. No, it's like, he, like the Reddit. Thing, no, the thing <laughs> is, like, he should be on. But he, like, Jerry, like, never really ever, like, chose guests who weren't, like, traditional comedy, like, comedy club, SNL writer's room, like, that trajectory, which is, like, the very old school way of becoming a comic, like, open mic, you know, in the same three clubs. He never, like, dipped his toe into, like, having and highlighting comedians who came up through the digital age, except Miranda Sings was like the one time he went digital and I think he said it was because like his daughter loves her and she did the whole thing in like her Miranda character and like it wasn't great yeah I'm looking at the most recent seasons because I do feel like he had some people who were not so traditional but no even like um it was very much like Ellen Steve Harvey like that he had Bridget Everett I fucking love you should watch her HBO show What's it called? I have heard it's very good. Like someone somewhere. I think okay, it, and it's, I heard like, of it. it's like her and her friend, they live in this like turnt small town. And it's like she's like a serious actress in it, but it's still very funny. And mm-hmm. I I don't know much about it, but i I know you like her and I've actually heard it's quite good. Okay, cool. And I hear it's like on the verge of getting canceled. So if like you want to start, I think that'll pretty much put the nail in the coffin. you know that's really funny it's really like I thought you were gonna say so if you guys want to start and like support you know we could use our platform but no you're right like if I turn it on the next day it's gone yep damn sad well are you ready for our fifth and final story is it the fifth and final story that's brought to you by the perfect bar It is because I need a snack after this. The original refrigerated protein bar that you know and love. For those of you who live under a rock or who very rudely skip through our ads, here are the fast five things that you need to know about the Perfect Bar. They're made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. They have 17 grams of protein and come in 10 delicious flavors, plus a little snack-sized bar too that are perfect for busy toasters on the go. They're made with only whole food ingredients and they contain no artificial preservatives. They are stored in the fridge, and not to mention they have the most sickening cookie dough texture. Perfect Bar is truly unlike any other protein bars out there. If we haven't convinced you already, they're also non-GMO, they're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're kosher, they're low GI, and they're delicious. You keep them in the fridge because they're just that fresh. The ingredients need to be refrigerated. They're so delicious. They have so many different flavors, and I really like the small snack size ones for um, 
just like throwing in your purse on the go. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite, so for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars excuse me, for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or your PayPal account, which is pretty sickening if you ask me. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. Today's episode is also brought to you by Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. So a new show on Netflix that's centered on Queen Charlotte's rise to prominence and power, this Bridgerton-verse prequel tells the story of how the young queen's marriage to King George sparked both a great love story and a societal shift, creating the world of the ton inherited by the characters in Bridgerton. So I love this show. It's now streaming on Netflix, and it's basically just a prequel to Bridgerton, but it tells you all about Queen Charlotte, who we know and love from the show. And what's so great is that it's a story about how young Charlotte come to came to be who she is but it also has young Agatha Danbury young Violet Bridgerton and we're going to learn how these ladies came to be the beloved and revered characters that they are in Bridgerton you'll learn how they found their place in power all while navigating their personal passions and politics of course it's written by Shonda Rhimes she's also the executive producer so you know it's good and what's great, one of the things we all love about Bridgerton, it's very steamy, and I can confirm the chemistry between young Queen Charlotte and her young King George is very steamy. It's giving smut. The series has all the elements of Bridgerton that you know and love, like sex, romance, scandal, and of course, the ton. So it's the love story to inspire all love stories, the kind of love that the entire ton aspires to for themselves. It's the myth that has set everything. So it is now streaming on Netflix. It is only available on Netflix, and you can watch it now. You guys are going to love it. I love it. If you love Bridgerton, if you love sexy, steamy romance, if you love something, you know, with beautiful women and beautiful gowns and beautiful makeup and beautiful wigs, this show is for you. The actress who plays young Queen Charlotte is so pretty and she's so talented. I've been loving it and I think you guys are going to love it too. So enjoy Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Watch now only on Netflix. Thanks, Charlie Luya. I am a happy snacker. Yeah, you are. Our fifth and final story is a little update in the streaming wars because Hulu and Disney Plus content will be combined into one app, which makes sense Mm. as they're both owned by Disney. Disney will be combining Hulu content with Disney Plus content into one app in the U.S., CEO Bob Iger announced on Wednesday. The company will begin to roll out the new app by the end of the calendar year. For now, this option will only be available to consumers who have subscribed to both services. So they'll continue to offer Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus as standalone options. This is a logistical progression of their DTC offerings that will provide greater opportunities for advertisers, blah, 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 said Bob Iger. I want to know what it's going to be called. Oh, okay. We could come up with names. I just want to say I'm actually surprised that it took them this long. I've always found it very confusing. Like knowing that Disney owns a million things like Hulu, like ESPN, like why they all just don't have like one kind of like Peacock, like how everything on Bravo, NBC, why they don't just have like one kind of this umbrella This is a little streamer. bigger than NBC. Much bigger. Because it's like ABC. It would be like Peacock plus Netflix. Like, yeah. So I understand everyone had to come together. Also, like Disney owns a stake of Hulu, but not all of Hulu. Comcast also owns some of Hulu. Oh. It's very confusing. Um, But I... Oh, I totally thought it was just like a Disney company. No. No. Interesting. Yeah, there's some shares that are being so shared. So I wonder why Comcast is okay with, like, Disney taking Hulu, you know? Yeah, but, like, it is kind of confusing. Like, I feel like it can't just be called Disney Plus with, like, Hulu there because Hulu is its own brand, you know? Oh, yeah, and they have, like, original content. Right, and people are attached to Hulu. Yeah. So I feel like they need a new name, but they're not going to have, like, another parent company when they have all of these really strong brands, yeah, well, what is the parent company technically? Disney? Disney. Yeah, I guess like ESPN going in Disney would kind of make sense. I think like a lot of people know that Disney owns ESPN. But Hulu going under the umbrella of Disney like wouldn't be easy for people to digest. Because we're like freaks who know everything about like the streaming landscape, the right. streaming wars. But most people don't. Yeah, I feel like what if they get, have it be an app and it's called like Walt. Walt Max. I don't hate it. I don't love it. <laughs> Walt Max. Yeah, like maybe that's not it. Or but... what if it's like Walt Plus? Again, it's like not really rolling off the tongue for me. Okay. 
if you guys have a good call as to what this app should be called, like feel free to drop a comment. I'm I imagine they're struggling because Beyond. you can't get a more known brand name than Disney. So like to take the Disney out of Disney, like what are you going to replace it with that's even going to come close? Not only that, but these are like three really recognizable standalone brands, mm-hmm. ESPN, Hulu. Like that's what, you know, brands can only dream of. Like, oh, like Hulu has become almost a verb, you know? So to give that up is kind of weird. And I don't know what a better name would be. Rebranding is the for like these big ass companies. Not even that this is a rebrand, but it really is so difficult. Yeah, unless they just called it like plus. You know, kind of like how HBO Max is Max Million. Oh, that's true. Well, they should just call it Iger Plus. Yeah, but he's think? so transient there. Like last yeah, week he was out, this week he's in. Speaking of. They should call I, it Miska Muska Plus. What about Hot Dog Hot Diggity Dog Plus? Or just like Diggity Dog. Love that. Speaking what of. What about, no, I literally have it. Okay. Oh, Toodles Plus. Love. Oh, toodles. Speaking of CEOs, I attempted to watch, I am two episodes behind of Succession, so I attempted to watch it on the flight. It made the flight feel like 15 hours. I didn't even get through one whole episode. They go to LA to like check on their movie studio or whatever. It's so abysmal. Like it's horrible. Abysmal unwatchable actually I can't believe there are people who sit around and watch the episodes and say like this is the best show on television in the last 10 years people say and then they finish the episode and they're like give them all the Emmys no like don't no don't no like give the give the Emmy to Molly Shannon for her work in the other two give the work give the Emmy to Ken Todd can you believe Raquel spent the night Tom Sandoval yeah they're I just think more, of more thousands of others. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off track to, I was just like to complain about it. Yeah, you didn't mean to like get off track from our brainstorm because that's what we were doing. And yeah, I just yeah. know that Bob is listening, Bob's daughter is listening, like hoping that we actually come up with the, the name. Yeah, I did like kind of derail the brainstorm because I genuinely cannot think of one decent idea. Like this is so hard. It's really hard. Unless they just, like, come up with a new word, which is what a lot of times people try and do, but I don't think that really ever works. What if it was, like, Dulu? Okay, it's honestly not bad. <laughs> Hisney. No, like, Dulu Plus. Disney, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Hisney Plus. Hisney, her knee. <laughs> My knee. Their knee. Yeah, me Their knee. Their knee and friends. No, it's not cutting it, Jax. I'm sorry. It's not good. <laughs> okay, well, there's no such thing as a bad idea as long as, like, we're all contributing and putting ourselves out there. Right, and I'm really not contributing. I told you I cannot think of one thing to name this this app. You could always go Brass and Stress Plus. Ooh. Wait. I like it. Strong. I don't know, because um, I like it. I like it. So a couple of free bad ideas. Take them or leave them. That's just kind of like what we do here, you know? Yeah, that's a lot of what we do. Um, so I'm headed to the ACM Smurfs. Anybody you like want me to see on the carpet and like chat to? Should I bring wow, up? Chat bring up the, to? Are you should British? I, should, could I believe for a chat? Do you want me to bring up to Luke Holmes like his pronoun like saga that he works in the market as a checkout girl? <laughs> Because I'll do if, it. If the vibe is right. Yeah. But like, is that yeah. something you want me to wait for you? Like, the next no, no, year when we No, go- I don't know when I'm going to see Luke again. I and know. by then I'll have, like, you know, new things to obsess over. But I just wonder, is it, like, every time you sing it, it's, like, rats, that bothers me. Or do, do you even know? No. So I actually think when you're, like, an artist who covers famous songs – a new thing people do is like they change the pronouns to make it accurate for them. Like if it's a song from a girl's perspective, they just change it to like the boy pronouns. And part of me actually really respects that he just left the perfect song. Like it's it's a perfect song for a reason. Like people have loved this song for like 30 years. So part of me actually really respects that he didn't like change it for his own image, you know? Yeah, he's just like the manliest man. On no, the it's planet. crazy that he has like Fox in the hen house and then he calls himself a girl. Like it's weird. I get it. <laughs> 
And I was wrong. I thought that he actually did change the lyric. So you work in the market as a checkout, like talking to the girl. But I was wrong, which I always am, which should be a shock to nobody. (laughs) So yeah, if the vibes are good and you feel like he would be open to talking about it, then yeah, ask him for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping me and Margot get a few minutes with him. He's so busy. He's one of, like, the most nominated people to be here tomorrow night. Did you also see Morgan Wallen posted on his story today? Like, just, like, a yeah. pic, like something being, like, people really talking about the side of their necks. I, I kind of felt that. like he was talking about us, but our conclusion but we said was we that believed we believed him. him. And I'm sorry, for him to assume, like, nobody's going to question this, like, sorry. Given his track record, like, we just wanted to do our due diligence. Yeah. So maybe and we if came see, to the conclusion that he was telling you. If you see him, truth. why don't you, like maybe you could ask him who's talking out of the side of their necks. You know what? He'll be like, "You bitch! <laughs> it's literally you! Shut the fuck up! Stop talking about me on your podcast!" That's literally what he's gonna say. Just be like, "But we believed you. We just need to get. We need to talk it through." We're talkers. That's why we have a podcast, Morgan. Yeah. Who else is gonna be there? Um. Well, I'll tell Dolly you what to Parton. Ask them. Well, I actually I'm Dolly Parton. Get, you could I'm hoping ask... to get up close to Dolly because have you seen this conspiracy theory about her hands? No. Okay, and I thought it was crazy, but like now when I see pictures, I'm like, oh, she wears prosthetic. She wears like gloves that are like prosthetic hands, like they're made out of like skin-like technology, so she can like move her fingers, but like it's not her skin. Or I nails. believe it. I believe. I thought it, it was interesting. I think that's smart. And Garth Brooks, her, her and Dolly and Garth are hosting. Dolly and Garth are hosting. Hmm. So my question for Dolly would be: Did you get a chance to listen to the Redheads episode about Run Rose Run? And what oh, did you yeah. think about the girls' assessment? Yeah, I definitely think if I bring up Run Rose Run, like nobody else on the carpet is bringing up the random book she co-authored with James Patterson. Right. I feel like that's a good way to break the ice. And to be different, not like other interviewers. Yeah, and I think they are making it into like a movie or something. So maybe just like throw away around some casting ideas. Are you going to do an original song? Already did. She wrote a whole album for the book, but yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I'm so glad I didn't ask. <laughs> and then for Garth Brooks, I would say, have you heard of Girth Brooks? No, what I would say is, how does it feel to have your song, like you have so many accomplishments, but I would argue your biggest one is your song being covered in Country Strong. What did that movie mean to you? Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's like a pretty good place to start. So I think you all have what you need. Yeah, no, my research here is done. I'm excited to watch you on the Amazon Fashion Snapchat. Yes, Jax, thanks so much for recording with me tonight. I know you're like a busy mom and I'm just like an animal who doesn't plan things. And I really appreciate you. No, you plan this totally fine. It's literally fine. I just happen to be more tired than usual and it's fine. Oh, so it's fine? It's totally fine. We're good. Thank you guys so much for you listening to, to the toast. You don't have to be scared of me. The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places we have podcasts, find us at Toasty Five Star, be a bit of people singing weekly talent that we are. Hope you guys have a great day, great weekend. There's no show Friday, and we'll see you back in studio on Monday. Bye. Love ya. Bye.